What is up and welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football Lovers Podcast. I am your host, Jared Gordon, and today I am going over the very first week of DFS football for this week's Thursday through Monday matchups. I will be giving my studs and locks, players to avoid, and a ton of value plays. All these prices that I'm going to be getting are going to be from DraftKings, and I'm also going to be giving you my favorite prop plays from Thrive Fantasy. So to start off with my locks for the week, I have my quarterbacks, which are Russell Wilson for 7000 and Carson Wentz for 6300 The reason I like both are their ceilings are fairly high. And I like for either quarterback with uh, negative game scripts, easy defenses, or going up against another potent offense, so pretty much you know another potential shootout. So to go along with the upsides of these quarterbacks, you know, Russell Wilson, he's going to be going up against the Falcons, which I believe is going to be a very potential shootout right there as both offenses are, are phenomenal. Now, even though I think the Seahawks defense is very much upgraded with, you know, uh, Jamal Adams and I like what they've done with the draft and getting Jordan Brooks, uh, a very nice uh, cover linebacker who's got a ton of speed. And uh, the the only real weakness that they have is their defensive end because they, they also brought in Quentin Dunbar, who is also a very good corner. But I still see the Falcons scoring points on them, forcing the the Seahawks to be to to have to put up points and to always be putting up points rather than, you know, the the usual them trying to run out the clock or if they are down Better for Russell Wilson. They're going to force his hand. But for Carson Wentz, now it's just the easy matchup, which, you know, he's going up against the Eagles, which they pretty much have nobody to be able to cover their guys. And now Wentz finally, finally has some decent weapons to begin the year off with as he's going to have Deshaun Jackson. And it seems like Jalen Rager might actually play this week, which if he does awesome if it doesn't then that's totally fine also because Ortega Whiteside's still good he's gonna have John Hightower he's gonna have of course you know Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders out of the backfield I love both of these quarterbacks and what what they bring to the table this week they both have very nice floors you know making them uh, a safer play than, than almost any of the op- other options, you know, without having to pay too much of a premium. My wide receivers this week are Devontae Adams for 7300 Chris Godwin for 7100 DJ Moore for 6600 and Robert Woods for 6500 All these guys offer solid floors and major upside. Devontae Adams is going up against a very weak cornerback group who will be struggling against him all day. And he'll be getting his normal target share, which, you know, keeps him as a super safe option. But I expect the Vikings to keep it close, so they will be constantly throwing the ball. Chris Godwin, whether Mike Evans plays or not, I love him. Because this is going to be a shootout, as 
He will be Brady's favorite target, and there's going to be a ton of them coming his way. I don't see him going under 15 points in this one. There's just no way. DJ Moore is going up against a suspect defense that won't be able to, you know, really guard him with Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel there. So Teddy Bridgewater should be able to get the ball to him with ease across the middle. Tons of targets, and it should be a negative game script for the most part. As the Panthers' defense isn't, you know, it's not looking very well. At least not yet. Lastly, Robert Woods is probably a guy that won't be very chalky, luckily. One, because he's the same price as Cooper Cup. Two, they have last year's defensive ranks on there. So it's showing that the eighth best team, you know, which, which makes some people weary and, and makes them not choose him. And three, there's other guys close in his price range that people might choose over him, like Juju Smith-Schuster for 6400 DJ Chark for 6300 and Allen Robinson for 6500 So that makes me want him even more. It, and it seems to me like they're going to be running a lot of two tight end sets, which is what he excelled in late last season. Also, the Cowboys no longer have Byron Jones to cover him. So it's a much easier matchup than what DraftKings has showing for him. My running backs are Austin Eckler for 7000 and James Conner for 6600 Both of these guys look to be in a very positive game script and will also be on the field for about 70% of the, slaps, ugh, 70% of the snaps as the lead running back. Eckler is obviously always going to be in the play uh, with his PPR ability and his role in the offense. And the the way to attack Cincinnati is going to be on the outside anyway. With, you know, because you want to be staying away from Geno Atkins, DJ Reader, Carlos Dunlap, and Sam Hubbard. So those swing passes are going to be huge for him this week. And that's what Tyrod Taylor loves to target, even though people aren't even talking about it that much. Like he... He, I believe, targeted the running back while in Buffalo 15% of the time as a target share for LeSean McCoy. So, yes, Austin Eckler, give me him all day this week. Now, James Conner is a tough one for me to say out loud. The reason being is for season long, I hate him as he's injury prone. But in daily fantasy, it's a clean slate every week. So in this case... An easy-ass matchup against a depleted defense in the Giants. And he's given the lead back role, as per Mike Tomlin has previously stated. So there's no reason to not want him in this situation. He's at a decent price, has a nice role, positive game script, and an easy matchup. What more do you want? My tight ends are Jared Cook for 5500 and Blake Jarwin for 4700 I like Cook as a second option behind Michael Thomas and a guy over the middle for Breeze. He showed great rapport with Breeze last season, and with this game being a shootout more than likely, he can get an uptick in targets, and his floor for me just seems to be around 10 points this week, which is huge for Titans. Blake Jarwin, as I know, isn't the sexy pick, and you know the guy that most people don't want to really target because, you know... Uh, he, he just seems like a plain Jane, boring vanilla type of player that you're picking up. But he's got one of the easier matchups, you know, 
compared to, you know, Amari Cooper, who's going to be going up against Jalen Ramsey more than likely. He's going to probably going to get shadow covered. The only people that might have an, a decent matchup is going to be Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. And also, something that you, you won't, people don't really bring up is that Corey Littleton is also no longer on the, the Rams. So there's no real linebacker that can cover Jarwin 101. He should be very low-owned. And with that fact, his situation is great for tournaments. Real quick, I just got to let you guys know about Monkey Knife Fight, which is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports game. Their website is ridiculously user-friendly and easy to navigate through. And if you sign up today using my promo code FFLOVERS, you will get up to a $50 match on your first deposit. That's free money, guys. Sign up today and join the fun that Monkey Knife Fight has to offer. Because, you know, as of right now, you're missing out. A few players that I'm avoiding that either a lot of people will be targeting or they just aren't worth the price for me are Miles Sanders for 6300 Josh Jacobs for 6800 Juju Smith-Schuster for 6400 Julian Edelman for 6000 and Terry McLaurin for 5600 Now, Miles Sanders has reports coming out on him that, you know, this little lingering hamstring issue uh, is going to be causing some problems, and they're going to be doing a committee early on, and I hate that. Especially in this great matchup, you know, most people are just going to see it. They're going to see the matchup. They're going to see the prize. They're going to be like, bam, 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 hitting that smash button on him, which which is fine with me as, you know, I'm probably not going to have too many shares of him because I just think his ceiling is capped for now. Keywords for now. So just wait for, for him to heal up and hopefully the Eagles don't, they're not idiots and push him too far into what he doesn't really need to be doing yet. Josh Jacobs looks to be an amazing matchup. You know, based off what DraftKings is putting out. But that's because we don't know what this new revamped defensive line for the Panthers will actually perform like. Because, you know, the names are actually, they, they look pretty good. With Brian Burns, Kawan Short, Derek Brown, and your tier Gross Matos. Their, their expectations have just been, you know, because they're all young and they're mainly rookies and sophomores uh that they're they're not going to perform well but we just don't know that yet like they they could actually be a, a stud defensive line and it's going to cause a lot of havoc for Josh Jacobs running up the middle and potentially around the outside and he's not going to be re really able to to get to that second level too often so so he's, that's kind of tempered my expectations for for Jacobs this week and you know you definitely should not be using the rankings that they have on DraftKings right now to, to make your decision, at least. Juju also looks to be an amazing matchup, which he is. And the only problem is how many points will he actually end up with before the game gets out of hand? And the Steelers are just going to end up running at the clock. The other issue is... Will he get most of the volume or will it go, you know, more towards Deontay Johnson or Eric Ebron or even Chase Claypool? That's the problem there that there are actually too many playmakers that can make all these big plays and cause there to be less volume. 
and in the game quicker than than usual. That that's how sad it is. Unless the Giants can score on the Steelers defense, which you know I just don't see happening. But that that's the only way that I can see the Steelers having a lot more passing volume. Other than that, I, I don't see there being enough uh, volume this week for, for the Steelers' offense. Now, Terry McLaurin will probably have an okay day, like around 10 to 12 points, but nothing too big. With Darius Slade covering him, as I think he will have a bit of a problem, one-on-one, only winning a few of those battles, the, the matchup looks great on DraftKings, like by all means, but... The, the pro- I mean, yeah, the price is pretty low as well, which is what it's going to make people think that, you know, they're getting this great deal, but they aren't. They're actually not probably not going to be getting what they're expecting out of this one. They're not going to be getting, you know, Terry McLaurin to get over 100 yards and one or two touchdowns with probably five to seven receptions. It's just not going to happen. Not against Darius Slay, not against one of like the the better corners in the NFL. And now for Julian Edelman, you know, with with Cam Newton coming into town, it, I, I don't like his fit for Cam Newton. Newton typically targets the the bigger wide receivers like Nikhil Harry's probably gonna have a bigger day than what people are expecting, or um, you know the tight ends and the running backs are probably gonna do a lot better. However, for Julian Edelman. He's also probably going to have to face one of those, you know, major corners that uh, Miami actually has. Miami actually has a pretty decent secondary now with when you're looking at their corners. They they drafted um, Brandon Farton on that guy out of uh, Virginia, I believe. And uh, they, they also brought in Byron Jones. They already had Xavier Howard. And I just I just don't see... Julian Edelman, of all people, to be able to to take on one of those matchups and, and win. Not at his age, not not in this new system. I just don't see it happening. And I don't see it paying off at 6000 either. For Thrive Fantasy, some of my favorite props for this Sunday slate are Phillip Rivers under 0.5 interceptions for 130 points. You know, I, I don't I don't think that they're gonna need to pass too often against the Jaguars, and I doubt that the Jaguars have any real playmakers to get an interception, while Rivers is gonna be super conservative the whole game. DeAndre Hopkins under eighty point five yards for hundred and ten points is also nice as it's a new team and he figures to get the best cornerback in Richard Sherman, so th- there's not gonna be too many opportunities for him to thrive in this one and get the type of volume or efficiency needed to get those 80 yards lastly an easy one is drew Brees over the 23.5 completions for 90 points as they're going to need to constantly be scoring and that's going to be through the air because that's the only way to do it on the books we all know Brees doesn't air it out as most of his stuff is short to intermediate so it's going to be a ton of little dink and dunks, which is what's going to get him over. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but I just have to let you know about Thrive Fantasy. It's a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. 
and you only have to choose half of the players given to you for the lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The riskier the pick, the more points you get. Rack up the points to win a share of the prize pool. Also, use promo code FFLOVERS, no space, when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the app or Play Store or simply by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. And now finally, my favorite value plays for each position as first, there's only one and only guy at the quarterback position that I like under $6,000. And that is Gardner Minshew for 5800 As he is bound to be in a negative game script and he still has some nice weapons to keep them scrapping for points. And he runs a little, so you know there's a, there's a little boost to his floor. For the wide receivers, I love Paris Campbell for 3900 Deontay Johnson for 4200 Chris Conley for 4000 Steven Sims uh, for Steve Sims Jr. for 4700 and Jalen Gaetan for 3000 Campbell, I've loved all preseason. And to get the wide receiver 2 or potentially the wide receiver 1 for the Colts, this cheap is ridiculously amazing. His combo of size and speed, along with being in the slot, just makes me... Ugh, my mouth just waters over that fact. And at that price with this matchup? Phew, yeah, be kidding me, man. Deontay Johnson is a cheaper option if you don't want to, you know, pay up for Juju. As they could easily end up with very similar stat lines, except, you know, he's a third of the price. Chris Conley is the wide receiver too for now and a team captain, so his teammates respect him, and he was actually pretty decent last year, even with D.D. Westbrook as the wide receiver too. So now with no one but, you know, DJ Chark ahead of him in the pecking order, he should get a fair share of volume in this game where they will more than likely be down. Steve Sims Jr. will be the guy to own this week for the Redskins at the wide receiver position as he will get the easier matchup, and they will still need to pass the ball often in order to keep up with the Eagles. Lastly, Jalen Guyton is a guy where you can punt the position, yet still get great value out of him, as he's more than likely starting in place of Mike Williams, and he should be able to get around, you know, three to five targets, and any points at this price is a value. So if you want to be able to you know, do wild things on your roster, he's a guy to plug in. For my running backs, I have James Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson, both for $4,000. James Robinson only really has Chris Thompson to compete with for touches. And if they were to get any goal line situations, he's going to be the guy. And they've talked about him being able to do all three downs, which is very intriguing, especially at the bare minimum for running backs. Antonio Gibson, kind of the same thing, except J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber are there, so it's a little less intriguing of a situation. 
but his skills and talent is a lot more appetizing, as he could rip off any play for a touchdown. So for a minimum price player, he makes it a high upside play with very little risk. Really, th this allows you a ton of flexibility at all the other positions. Now, for the tight ends, all I like for value is honestly just Chris Herndon for 3300 as he's going to be force-fed the ball, and for that price, even if his depth of target isn't that great, and he doesn't get a ton of yards after the catch, he's still going to give you great value, as he'll be able to pull off at least four catches for about 30 yards, which is more than what most players in that price range can get. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope this helps you win some money. And, you know, let me know if it does or doesn't. I take any and all criticism. But the only way to do that is to follow me on both Instagram, which is at FantasyFootballLovers, and Twitter at FFLovers underscore. Also, be sure to check out my merch, which is in the link tree on my bio on both Instagram and Twitter. All right. Take care, you filthy freaks.